0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Doc Sportscast this morning. I uh, appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to us today. Uh, Rora and I had a wonderful Thanksgiving, in case any of you were wondering. I uh, had a lot of great food, uh, a lot of food that you know my wife uh, continues to just call stinky food and food she wants to throw away as soon as the meal's over, because she doesn't want it in the fridge. Um, so yeah, there was a whole debacle last night about fridge space and what's gonna make the fridge and what doesn't make the fridge there's my solution don't make as much food you know what i mean like if you got so much food and taking up all your fridge why make that much food you want to get it all eaten right at least most of it i mean you do people love crystal i say christmas thanksgiving leftovers um so yeah i think you want that but at the same time you don't need like two refrigerators full of food Um, leftover from the holidays so um, anyway as I mentioned we had a really good Thanksgiving we were very excited about it Aurora um, is having allergy issues um, pretty much allergic to any type of meat so we've got to adjust her diet a bit And uh, So all she was able to eat last night was cheese until we get this uh, vegetarian dog food in. So it was not a great Thanksgiving for her, but she did enjoy all the company and attention that she got throughout the day. So that was very nice. She did make a new friend as well. Uh, So yeah, really, really good stuff for Thanksgiving. I hope all of you had a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving at home with your family um, and loved ones. Now we'll go ahead and jump into some things here. We'll talk about uh, the Thursday games in the NFL. So, guys, <laughs> these games were – I know everybody was sitting there saying, oh, my gosh, the, the Bears the line is going to be a horrible game. It's going to be such a horrible game. Okay, look, it might have been a horrible game when people look at it from a fan standpoint, um, like just looking for star power and high scoring and all that crap. Guys, I don't, I don't understand that. I really don't. I've never understood it. People say, oh, my God, this is going to be a horrible game why because it's two bad teams that means it's still gonna be close what defines a good game to people you know because people people get upset if the say the chiefs go out and blow out a team people are like oh that was a horrible game okay why because it wasn't close the bears won by two points okay on a field goal at the last seconds of the game so that to me Seems like a pretty good game. I thought it was, I thought it was wonderful. Okay, now the second game of the day, Cowboys versus the the Raiders. The Raiders won by three points in overtime, thirty six to thirty three. High scoring affair, lots of action. Yeah, people will probably say that was a much better game. However, I would argue to you that both games were pretty much just as good as the other. Um, you know, if you look at Detroit and Chicago. You know, both teams had struggles, and, you know, Chicago could throw the ball pretty well. They had 317 yards passing on the day, and that's something you don't get with Justin Fields. That's something that this game, they would have lost this game if they had Justin Fields because, you know what, they could not get the running game going. Dave Montgomery had 17 carries for 46 yards. He's a great running back, guys, so if he's struggling like that, that means they just can't run the ball effectively against that team. It was a bad matchup for them against Detroit, apparently. So Andy Dalton did his thing. He threw for over 300 yards, one touchdown, one interception on the day, only took one sack, so a fairly clean pocket. He did great, and I'm very happy and excited about this. The thing I want to talk about here before we move on and talk about stats from the Cowboys-Raiders game is, guys, people are so – prone now to wanting to rush quarterbacks to be starters they, they just want to rush them in there they want the next Patrick Mahomes they want the next Lamar Jackson wait what did I just say oh Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson oh you know what they did they set on the pine when they first got into the league they didn't start right away they weren't thrusted in to start right away these are guys that set out majority if not all of their first season and ended up having to then play later on okay Josh Allen was not consistently a starter in his rookie year. Like that's the thing you're seeing with these guys who are super successful. Yes, Joe Burrow, you know, he started and and yeah, he got hurt and he looks like he's going to be the starter there. So, okay. Uh Justin Fields wasn't supposed to start. He sat. So, here's the thing that I'm seeing, guys. The winning formula for the most part with these rookie quarterbacks is that you need to rest them you need to sit them they can learn a lot sitting on the pine for a season everybody wants to rush these guys into place okay and yes does mac jones look good right now yes mac jones has looked good he's looked fine out there but bill belichick doesn't have him going out there throwing the ball 30 35 times a game okay bill belichick is keeping him conservative out there He's letting him gradually progress, because Bill Belichick knows how to do that as a coach. It's very hard to figure that out, and Bill Belichick's one of the best coaches of all time, so you most likely, if you have a rookie quarterback, you don't have a great Hall of Fame coach, because you probably have a new one coming in, um, or someone who's fairly new, hasn't proven themselves. They're not going to know how to do that properly, so what do you do? You sit them on the bench. Matt Nagy was doing the right thing to begin with, and the Bears have been losing games, Uh, left and right if you look at their record with Andy Dalton I guarantee they've won more games with Andy Dalton than they've lost and um, I guarantee that well maybe not more than they lost but they've won more with him they have a better win percentage with Andy Dalton than with Justin Fields I would just I would have to say that Um, going into the game as a starter I would have to say that Um, and and that's just the the thing here is he has to develop as a passer and that comes gradually Not right away. So that's what we will say. We wish everybody would, you know, kind of get off Matt Nagy's back. I think he's doing the right thing as a coach, trying to make the right decisions for his team. And he's a coach. You got to let him do what he needs to do because there's no one else there to make that call right now. So you have to trust in your coach because that's the coach you have. Okay. Now, if he gets fired, great. You hate on him, whatever. You know, if he's losing a bunch of games, but you know what? He won last night's game. He won. That's all you need to do is come away with a win, and they did. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to the Raiders versus the Cowboys, and this game, man, this game had fireworks back and forth. It was it was a very uh, good contest. Uh, you know, Derek Carr threw for 375 yards or 373 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Really good day by him. Um, you know, they ran the ball. Very effectively, they had 143 rushing yards. Okay, 143 rushing yards. That's insane on the ground, guys. Just really, really great work running the ball up against the Dallas defense. They passed the ball and ran the ball so effectively. And that's what you got to do to beat this Cowboys team. They do have holes on defense. They do have a fairly young defense at points. And it will bite them in the butt. It will bite them in the butt, and this is a game that it bit them in the butt because the Raiders is a team that can come out and play really well offensively. I mean, heck, Hunter Rentro had 134 yards on the day. That's a monster day. Deshaun Jackson had 102 yards on three catches, okay? Darren Waller got hurt and was out in this game, and they still played so effectively, so... Really, really great day for the Raiders' offense, and and that's the key to success against the Dallas Cowboys. Don't worry about your defense. Worry about your offense, because if you can outscore them, Dallas will make their own problems if they're not fully healthy. Michael Gallup is great, but cd lamb and mari cooper helps take pressure off of this offense and makes it more versatile and they will have stalls and they had stalls early on in this game that kept them from getting a few more points and being ahead pretty good into the second half now tony pollard actually got 10 carries over ezekiel elliott's nine pollard had 36 yards and and ezekiel had 25 they they only had 64 yards rushing that that will never help them to win a game um that, that was really sad to see this poor showing of, of running the ball. I thought they would be able to get at least to 100 yards against this Raiders defense. But that that was really poor. And, you know, Tony Pollard ran back a touchdown for a kick return for a touchdown. Fantastic by him because that's the only way he could have got some really good work in because their blocking scheme was not working. Um, two touchdowns thrown by Dak Prescott. So, you know, really good day by him. 375 yards on the day <clears throat> passing the ball. Michael Gallup had 106 yards Cedric Wilson had 104 yards um you know Noah Brown had six catches for 53 yards I mean they did a good job they really did throwing the ball spreading it around getting people involved both teams did a good job but for the Raiders that run game really helped to wear down the defense for Dallas I mean I think they were more gas going into overtime uh, than what the Raiders were and to me that's what made the difference in overtime okay now final game, which was not a good contest, was the Buffalo Bills up against the New Orleans Saints for the night to end it. And this was not a good way to go out for the Thursday night football game. Um, You know, Josh Allen threw for 260 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. He is prone to throwing interceptions at times. That's just what we get from him. Um, You know, Buffalo's got to get used to that. They have to understand that that will happen. Um, Trevor Simeon played fine. You know, he had one touchdown, one interception. Uh, He had 163 yards. They didn't really throw the ball all that much. To me, I think that's where they really lost this game. They tried to run the ball so effectively in the beginning. Um, It wasn't going anywhere. You know, Tony Jones Jr. had 27 yards on 16 rushes. That is absolutely abysmal I mean I'm pretty sure I could do that out there on the field because all I got to do is stand behind the line and, and run with them you know it's 1.7 yards per carry I mean just quarterback sneak the whole game and you'll get more car, more yardage uh, in rushing the ball but um, you know for Buffalo on the rushing side of things I mean they they went for 113 yards this is a team that has struggled running the ball so much this year and they got over 100 yards if they get over 100 yards in the game they're going to win the game I mean that's just how it is because they have a really bad run game so if you let them run the ball like that it's going to be really effective for this team and it's going to help other things get going um, you know Stefan Diggs played really well seven catches 74 yards with a touchdown Gabe Davis two catches for 47 yards Cole Beasley five catches 46 yards Dawson Knox three catches 32 yards and two touchdowns and Matt Breida had a touchdown on two catches for 29 yards I mean yeah, this team effectively has went away from Zach Moss, um, understandably so because he has struggled tremendously out there. Um, Matt Breida gives them more versatility out the backfield, and, and so I like that uh, option that they have with him and Devin Singletary. Um, you know, it's just not a it's just not a team that's built for a Zach Moss guy. It's not built for a guy who runs up the middle and and pounds the ball um, in the run game. So you kind of hate that for him, but it is what it is. So, anyway, yeah, the Saints could get nothing going. Um, they only passed for 146 yards as a team, um, you know, receiving that 163 yards. Um, technically, I mean, it, it just wasn't a good showing uh, by them, especially at home on Thanksgiving. I don't know if they have too much turkey. I don't know what the heck was going on. This team was out asleep out there. So, anyway, really bad game in the, the night. That's all we're really going to say. Buffalo is a really good team. Um, They did deserve to get the win anyway. They're a really, really good team, and they've had some struggles this year, so this is a game for them to get right, and hopefully they will continue uh, staying right throughout the season for Buffalo fans. Now, moving on into the next slate of games for Sunday, and I know we're all super excited to get to Sunday. After hopefully a long weekend for everybody, I do have to head back to work tomorrow for a uh, concert series that we have. Um, but I uh, hope everybody else gets a long extended weekend to a great Sunday of hopefully good NFL games. Tampa Bay up against Indianapolis, um, guys. This would be a closer game than I think people anticipate. I think Tampa is going to go out. Th- I think people assume Tampa will go out there and just you know obliterate um, Indianapolis, and and that's not going to be the case. This, this is an Indianapolis team that has a very good defense. They've consistently had a good defense for the past three or four years now. Um, They've got a quarterback in place that can play consistent football when he's not asked to be a hero, okay? And if this defense plays well, which Tom Brady has not been playing very well as of late. So, again, if this defense plays well up against Tom Brady, Indianapolis will have a chance because Carson Wentz is not going to have to play hero ball, okay? That's the key to this one. 100%. That is the key to this one. So... Looking at that, um, it will be a closer game than you would anticipate. I would not be surprised if Indianapolis gets the win over Tampa. Like I said, Tom has not looked great lately. Um, That's my concern with this one. It will be a close game. I do think Tampa will win it, but don't be surprised if Indianapolis steals one here. Okay. Next is Tennessee up against New England, and this is a game where – man – Tennessee, Tennessee can come out there and play awful, or they can come out there and play really good. I mean, they're just up and down, up and down right now with Derrick Henry out. They have nothing consistent to go to. You know, they they dropped Adrian Peterson recently this past week, so who knows who's going to be running the ball for them? I mean, they they don't they don't have much back there uh, from a running standpoint. New England is a great defense. I honestly think New England is going to win this game. It is in New England. There's no reason to me that they shouldn't win this game. They have a really solid defense up against a Tennessee offense that is struggling. To me, that's a recipe for, I guess people would say an upset. But New England's 7-4. they got a really good team this year. Uh, So anyway, I think New England will get the win. I don't think Tennessee will put up enough points. Pittsburgh up against Cincinnati. And this is in Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati gets the win because Pittsburgh just cannot put up offensive points guys they just can't if they win games it's all because the other team like the other team has to blow it and that's what it is if if their opponent blows the game pittsburgh will get the win that's what's been happening all year for them Uh, i think cincinnati will put up a good amount of points and that is enough to win against the steelers who cannot put points on the board um carolina up against miami and man i think that this will be a really good game (laughs) But I think Cam Newton looked so good last week. I you know, I, I don't like Cam Newton overall. I don't think he's the answer for like a great quarterback. I don't think he's the answer for them to make a huge run again or whatever. But you know, I think he's going to be enough to beat the Dolphins, that's for sure. And he can win in spurts. We've seen that from him. Uh, so, yeah, I think we would go with Carolina Panthers from that standpoint. Philadelphia Eagles up against the New York Giants. Man, New York Giants getting rid of their coach, uh, Jason Garrett this past week and man I just don't see that team getting right I think there's things they can change and do better but ultimately Ah they're just so bad guys they're just so bad and Saquon's but Saquon's gonna be back up against Philly who can't you know typically can't stop the run game this is a tough one this is a tough one look for this one to be a little bit closer than people think alright I think Philly will get the win but I think it will be a lot closer than people anticipate. And don't be surprised if the Giants get a win here. Atlanta up against Jacksonville. And I think we're going to go with Atlanta. I think we're going to go with Atlanta. Um, mainly because for Jacksonville, they're 2-8. and eight. I mean, they, they find ways to lose games. I just I can't have confidence in that team right now against an Atlanta Falcons team who finds ways to win games they shouldn't. Uh, so that that's the way I, I'm going for that one. New York Jets up against Houston Texans, okay, and the Houston Texans, New York Jets. I mean, which way are we gonna go? It depends on the quarterbacks that are playing. Um, there, there's issues at quarterback right now for the Jets. Looks like Zach Wilson's gonna be starting again. Tyrod Taylor's out there for Houston. I go with Tyrod Taylor. I think he's gonna end up helping the Texans to win this game. That's what I would put my money on. Next up, Chargers up against Denver, okay, and we've got. Ultimately, I think Denver has a real good shot to win this game because they can run the ball effectively. they got two great running backs, and that's what you can do against this Chargers team. They can't stop the run. So Denver will be a very good team in this game. However, you got to go with the Chargers. I think they're going to put up too many points. Uh, I don't think Denver will be able to keep up points-wise, and that's why we end up having to go with the Chargers. Next up, the Rams and the Green Bay Packers. We are going to go with... The Green Bay Packers here. I just think Odell makes things a big challenge for the Rams. Um, Again, like last week, we saw issues with the offense. I think we're going to see it again. That's what happens when Odell Beckham Jr. goes to teams. He creates bad offense strategies for them. So um, I think Green Bay will end up getting this one. Minnesota up against San Francisco. I think this will be a really close game. I do think that Minnesota will get the win because I think they can put up more points. But San Francisco's got a good defense. This will be a close game. Look for Minnesota to win it. Cleveland up against Baltimore. And, man, I got to go. This one's really tough because Baltimore's got the better record. But Baltimore's so inconsistent, and they can't really pass the ball effectively. Uh, they throw interceptions and things like that, Even especially if Lamar Jackson's actually playing. Um, I'm going to go with Cleveland here. i think capitalize on some of those interceptions that Lamar Jackson throws, and that's who I'm going to go with, uh, Cleveland Browns. Next up, last game, Monday night. Seattle versus Washington, and I'm going to go with the Washington football team because Russell Wilson has not looked like Russell Wilson. I think he's going to need one more week to get right based on what I saw last week. So I'm going to go with the Washington football team. Now, we will move on to DFS picks for Sunday. So for those of you who don't know, DFS is daily fantasy um, sports, right? So essentially what you're doing is you're taking uh players from that week and you don't keep them all year long you enter a contest just for that weekend of games just for a certain slate of games and you put them in you have a certain salary budget each player has a salary you pick their salaries you play them um so yeah you have to take this is in this is in draftkings is what we primarily are doing it on a defense flex player one tight end, three wide receivers, two running backs, and a quarterback, right? So um, in this one for a tournament contest, which is one where, like, you, <laughs> you've got to go off the wall. you got to get lucky. You've got to, you know, pick guys who are super cheap that end up really outperforming, you know, what their what their salary is. And that's the only way you're going to get a chance to win, right? It's not a 50-50 contest where the, the top half wins. And so for this one, you got to be a little bit more risky, uh, take a little bit more chances. And so uh, first off, we've got Cincinnati Bengals up against Pittsburgh Steelers. Main reason for this, um, we're looking at the offense they're going up against. We're not looking at the defense itself. The offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers is pretty bad. Um, they can run the ball pretty effectively, but I think Cincinnati will do a decent job stopping the run game um, up against them. So I, I'm going with Cincinnati. Cincinnati. As a defense, they're $2,700, so they're fairly cheap for us. I think it's a good option there. Uh, At the flex spot, we spent up $9,100 for Jonathan Taylor. Um, You know, I think he showed last week, and this is something that was a little bit eye-opening to us, is that you can't just focus on the matchups because he had a bad matchup last week, and he ended up destroying the team he played. So Jonathan Taylor is a talent. He is a guy who they're going to run that ball through a ton, and if they're going to beat, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the best chance they have is to run that clock and keep Tam, uh, Tom Brady from getting the ball. And I think they can effectively do that with Jonathan Taylor. If you saw from last week, so uh, we do have him at nine thousand one hundred dollars. Dan Arnold as Jacksonville tight end for four thousand dollars. He's very, very cheap, guys, and he gets a ton of targets. Um, you know, not a lot of touchdowns yet, but he gets he gets a ton of targets. I think this is a game that up against Atlanta, where they could give up some decent points to Jacksonville. Dan Arnold to me will get you know decent amount of targets in this one, and I think he's a good viable option at that cheap price of four thousand. DJ Moore sixty two hundred dollars for Carolina up against Miami. I think Cam Newton showed that he can effectively pass the ball. Um, you know, and he he passes touchdown to DJ Moore. He threw a touchdown to DJ Moore. So uh, I think that will be able to get a decent amount of points from D.J. Moore. He's $6,200, so he's dropped a bit from where he used to be, which was higher than that for sure, uh, just because of the quarterback situation, so I think we'll try to capitalize on him dropping a little bit in price. Brandon Cook's $5,800 for Houston up against the Jets. And again, I think that people are going to look at this game and think, oh my God, it's going to be a horrible game. It's two horrible teams. Yeah, but it's two horrible teams defensively who have shown they can put up points at times. So... I think it's going to be a game that could be a little high scoring. Maybe they put up a decent amount of points. I got Brandon Cooks there um, being the guy for Houston. He had a rough week last week with Tyrod Taylor not being able to connect with him a lot. Uh, I think that will change and they'll get things going together up against this Jets defense. And hopefully, Brandon Cooks has a big day. Again, you got to get lucky at some of these woods for tournament plays, guys. You're going up against like, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands uh, of people. Um, out There in the contest so you just you got to get lucky uh, Brandon Ayuk, we're going with him for San Francisco He's been consistently getting pepper with targets the last couple games and I think that will continue especially up against a Minnesota team that can Put points on the board San Francisco is going to have to try and keep up with them We have $5,300 for him uh, Javante Williams we have $5,200 for Denver up against the Chargers and we took this one because he's a little bit cheaper than Melvin Gordon Not by much but a little bit cheaper and the Chargers cannot stop the run game uh, Javante Williams has shown the ability to break big runs, um, and I think that he will have the ability to do that up against this Chargers team, and yeah, I mean, that's just it's a coin flip with Denver. You know, who's going to have the better game, Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon, but we're going to go with Mo- Javante Williams in this one. Uh, next, $6,300 for Saquon Barkley. I think he's finally starting to get right, finally starting to get healthy. I know he's still carrying a questionable tag, <clears throat> but... You know, he got six attempts last week, and I think that they'll get him over 10 attempts. I think hopefully, hopefully, he gets up to like 15. Hopefully, this game's fairly close. They need him, and it pushes them to <clears throat> run the ball a little bit more. And I think I think he'll get some good run in this game. And again, we got to get lucky. We got to take guys who have a high upside for a low price, and Saquon Barkley has a huge upside. We know that. So, that's what we're going with there. Um... Zach Wilson for the Jets, $5,100, and again, we think this could be a game where it's slinging the ball late in the game to try and win, you know, because both of these teams are pretty bad, so hopefully Zach Wilson can get some things going, coming back off injuries, he's set for a bit, watched the games, understood, learned a little bit, hopefully he comes out and plays really, really well, and that will give us a good, solid winning lineup if all those guys play well, so we'll see how that goes, um... We do have a little more of a conservative lineup as well. Um, This is not a 50-50 ball, but one of the other free contests that is on DraftKings right now. And um, you know, for those for those who like don't know, like you know, the these contests there on DraftKings there are free contests that you can enter. Literally, you don't have to pay anything, and they do give away cash prizes. Um, It's it's very little. Uh, cash available so you have to really be in the top percentage to to win any money but um you know you can get lucky with some things too a little bit more conservative for us was the panthers defense up against miami $3,100 christian mccaffrey $9,000 for carolina $4,000 for dan arnold um at tight end again uh going a little cheap there elijah moore $5,600 for the jets up against houston russell gage $5,100 for atlanta up against jacksonville Brandon Cooks, $5,800 for Houston up against the Jets. Melvin Gordon, so flip-flopped from our riskier lineup, uh, up against the Chargers. He's $5,300. Antonio Gibson, $5,700 because, yes, he's just been doing really well on the field. I think if they stick behind him and use him as a bell cow, they have a chance to win any game they're in um he should be able to run the ball effectively up against seattle as well so we're really excited about that matchup and then cam newton 5600 up against miami he looked really good in the first game hopefully he can get a, f- a couple touchdowns in this one as well maybe one rushing um if we're lucky and yeah we, we like this lineup it's a little bit more of a consistent lineup a little bit more conservative uh we'll see what happens with it but yeah that's our notes for dfs um you know we appreciate you guys. Uh, You know, listening in, uh, hopefully, some of those players, you know, maybe you think about them, maybe you take them, hopefully, they do really, really well. You never know. It's so up and down with the league right now. Um, You know, players are up and down, quarterbacks are up and down. The league is this is the time of year where every week anyone can win on any given week just with what's going on Um, with injuries and players playing so up and down, and quarterbacks are like the most inconsistent I've ever seen. So, it's been really, really, really crazy uh, for that, but yeah. Anyway, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap things up here a little bit shorter than usual for today. But uh, yeah, it was right after Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, we talked about Thanksgiving games. That's really all that much. Uh, that's that's really all to to go with there. Um, but uh, you know, hope you guys had a really good Thanksgiving. Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in if you like the content please like share subscribe um you know send someone else who would enjoy the content and uh, hopefully we can get some of these listens up i know lately it's been a little bit lower than usual uh let us know what we need to do to to you know make things more entertaining for you guys to listen to the podcast um you know what things can you know get more people involved and wanting to listen to it um are there other things we need to be focused on besides recaps talking about games things like that uh so just let us know we're we're up to changing things and and figuring it out uh but yeah thank you guys so much for again listening uh we will mention again aurora and i are official travel agents specializing in disney universal Royal Caribbean, Carnival Cruise Line, SeaWorld, Sandals Resorts. So feel free to reach out to us. Um, you know We'll be excited to help you book your next set of magical memories. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you on Wednesday of next week.